So that is our new position. We have been immersed into Christ. It means that Christ is our new world. Christ is our new place. Christ is our new position. We no more remain where we used to be because we have been moved into a new place called Christ. So when you are born again, where are you now? You are in Christ. When we are going to look at our new position in Christ. Our new position in Christ and what is required for us in this new position in Christ. And this is going to be a series that it will take us into many dimensions as now that we are in Christ, how do we get established? How do we grow? And how do we enjoy the benefit of our salvation? Hallelujah. Amen. It's very important. It is one thing to be saved. It is one thing to take your place in what Christ has saved you. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you read in Galatians chapter number 3, verse number 26 to 29. Verse number 26. The Bible said, he said, for ye are all children of God by faith in Christ. Now the Bible is showing us our new position in Christ. He said we are all children of God. Because before this time, we were not Christian, we were not born again. Any man that is not born again, you are not a child of God. You are a God's creature, but you are not a child of God. You are not born of God. The day Adam sinned against God, Adam was born of Satan. So all the seed of Adam became children of Satan. The Bible said, he that committed sin is of the devil. He that commits sin out of nature is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. So anyone that carried the sin nature is born of the devil. Jesus said in John chapter 8 verse 44, he said, your father is the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, your father is the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. So the sinner has a father called the devil. But when you are born again, Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Jesus also said, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. He said, they are born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. In other words, your spiritual birth in Christ is greater and higher than your natural birth. And it will take a spiritual birth to be a child of God. You are not a child of God because you are a human being. You are a child of God because you are born again. So he said, ye all are children of God by faith. In Christ. Then he said verse 27. For as many of you. That has been baptized. Into Christ. Has put on Christ. He said as many of you. That you have been placed into Christ. You have been positioned into Christ. In other words. You were not. In Christ. You were not. In a new environment called Christ. But as many that has been baptized into Christ, the word baptized means to be immersed. The word baptized means to be clothed. The word baptized means to be encapsulated. The word baptized means to be enveloped. In other words, it's as many of you have been immersed into Christ. It's like Christ is it's like comparing Christ to an ocean. It's like Christ is a river. That you put something into the river. 
Christ is our new environment. Now you are born again. It's our new place. It's our new environment. It's our new position. It's our new world. When you are born again, you are placed in the world called Christ. And we are in the world of Christ. That is our new environment. That is our new position. That is our new world. Then the Bible said, for as many of you that have been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. To put on Christ means when you were placed into Christ, you were clothed with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You were clothed with Christ. So when Satan sees you, he sees you as he sees Jesus. There is no more you, but there is more of him. Hallelujah. Amen. When God sees you, he sees Christ in you. Because men that have been baptized into Christ has put on Christ. Except you are not born again. But if you are born again, we are in a new position called Christ. And as many who have been baptized into the new, new world called Christ. He said they have put on Christ. Verse 28. There is neither Jew or Greek. There is neither bond or free. There is neither male or female. For ye all are one in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. We have the same place in Christ. We are in the same environment in Christ. We are in the same position in Christ. Whether you are bond or free. Whether you are a Jew or a Gentile. Whether you are a male or female. Before Jesus came into our life. As Africans we believe that women is not us unto man. So we treat women with disdain. But in Christ neither male or female matters. Neither bond or free matters. Neither rich or poor matters. Matters, neither Greek or Hebrew matters, neither Greek or Hebrew matters. All that matter is that we are all one in Christ. Amen. So that is our new position. We have been immersed into Christ. It means that Christ is our new world. Christ is our new place. Christ is our new position. So we don't more, we no more remain where we used to be because we have been moved into a new place called Christ. So when you are born again, where are you now? You are in Christ. Where are you now? Where are you now? What is the name of your new world? What is the name of your new position? Where do you live now? You live in Christ. You are in Christ. Verse 29. And if Christ be in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Then he said. And if ye be Christ. If ye be Christ means. You are now in Christ. If ye be Christ means. You are now clothed with Christ. If ye be Christ means. You are now a member of Christ. So verse 29. If ye be Christ. Then ye are Abraham's seed and as according to their promise. Praise the Lord. Now God gave promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 2. He said, through thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Through thy seed. Even though God gave Abraham Isaac, but Isaac was just a form. He was just a type. He was just a foreshadow. 
Because the original seed God promised Abraham was Christ, not Isaac. But Isaac was a type of Christ. Then he said, through thy seed shall all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. He was talking about his seed in Christ. Now, if we are now Christ, we are part of Christ. Then we are Abraham's seed. Then we are heirs according to the promise. It means that we have a possession in the promise God gave to Abraham. We are inheritors. We are heirs and heiress of that promise God made to Abraham. In other words, every blessing in that promise, we are participators. We have portion in that promise. In other words, there is a promise, there is an inheritance in Christ. That when you are positioned in Christ, you have the right to possess that inheritance. Shout, I am not ordinary. So from this scripture, we understand that the Christian has been placed in a new environment. The Christian has come into a new position called Christ. In Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 12 to 14. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 to 14. The Bible says, verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saint in light. Now Paul is saying that we should give thanks unto the Father, who has made us qualified, because we never qualified. We were not up to the task. But giving thanks unto the Father, who has made us meet, he has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saint in the light. He said there is an inheritance for those who are sanctified by God in the light. But because of where we were, we didn't have any relationship with God. We were controlled by Satan. But God, through the salvation in Christ, has made us to be qualified. So that we can be part of those who possess the inheritance of the saint in the light. Verse 13. Who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. What is this apostle saying? Ask your brother, what is this apostle saying? Ask someone, what is this apostle saying? Ask the person again. He said, who has delivered us? Every unbeliever is in, under the dominion of Satan. Every unbeliever is controlled by Satan. A man without Christ is under the dominion, under the bondage of Satan. If you are not born again, you are controlled by Satan. Satan is your master. Satan is your God. Satan is your tax master. You are controlled by Satan. He is your king. He is your leader. He is your headmaster. But he said, God has delivered us from the dominion of Satan. From the control of Satan. And he has transferred or conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. So when you become born again, you have come into a new kingdom of Christ. And by your salvation in Christ, God puts you in this new kingdom called Christ. So we are placed in a new environment. We have been delivered from the dominion of Satan. 
And we have been transferred into a kingdom called Christ. He said in him we have redemption through his blood. Even the forgiveness of sin. Satan has no more have control over the Christian. Satan has no control over the born again. You are not in the bondage of Satan anymore. You are not controlled by the curses of your father's house. You have been delivered from that dominion of Satan. You are not born again. Sin will have no dominion over you. Witches have no dominion over you. You are not under any curse. You are not under any bondage. Giving thanks unto the father. Who has helped us meet. To be partakers of the inheritance. Of the saint in light. Who have delivered us. From the dominion of Satan. And conveyed us. Into the kingdom. Of his dear son. Hallelujah. Shout, I am in the kingdom of his son. I am in a new kingdom of light. Called Christ. Shout, I am in Christ. I have a new position. In a place called Christ. I am in a different environment. I live in different environments. I conduct myself in different environments. I see things from different environments. Because I am in Christ. No more under the dominion of Satan. I am in the kingdom of Christ. Shout about somebody. Hallelujah. That is the beauty of being born again. Hallelujah. Now the fact that you are placed in Christ. It's not enough to enjoy the promises of God in Christ. It's not enough to enjoy the fullness of God in Christ. Now, there are three significant changes that we experience when we came into Christ. Three significant changes that every born again Christian experienced when we came into Christ. Or there are three significant changes that every sinner will experience when he comes to Christ. Now that we are in Christ, we have experienced three significant changes when we came into Christ. That is the place of our new kingdom. The first one is that we have a new heart and a new spirit within us. Anytime you are born again and you are placed in Christ, you receive a new heart and a new spirit within you. This new life of the new believer in Christ was prophesied by Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 36 verse 20, 27, he said, A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stoning heart out of your flesh. And I will give you an heart of flesh. He said, A new heart also will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. And I will take the stone in the heart of stone. Out of your body. And I will give you an heart of flesh. Verse 27. And I will put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. My decrees. And ye shall keep my judgment and do them. Ezekiel 36 verse 26 to 27. A new heart will I give you. A new spirit will I put within you. I will take away the stolen heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. Verse 27. And cause you to walk in my decrees, my statutes. And you shall keep my judgment. 
and do them. Now, before a man became a Christian, Jeremiah described the heart of the unrecreated man. The man that is not generated by the Holy Ghost. The man that is not born again. Jeremiah described that man in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse number 9. He said, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And who can tell it? Hello? Jeremiah was not describing every man. He was describing a man that is not born again. A man without Christ, his heart is deceitful above all things. And his heart is desperately wicked. But when you are in Christ, there is a change in your heart. Christ gives you a new heart. He gives you a new spirit. A new heart is generated in you. You are born with a new spirit. Before you became born again, we were dead to God. But when we become born again, we come into Christ. We are made alive spiritually unto God. And God now give birth to us again by his spirit. Except you are born by the spirit, you are not born again. Except you are born by the spirit, you are not a child of God. Except you are born by the spirit, you are not a new creature. So, the first change we experience when we come to Christ is that we have new heart and new spirit. So our heart is no more deceitful. Our heart is no more desperately wicked. That is the heart of the natural man. The heart of the unregenerated man. The heart of the man that is not born again. But we are in Christ. And we are born again. Shout, I am born again. I have a new heart. I have a new spirit within me. My heart is not deceitful. My heart is not desperately wicked. Because I have received a new heart of God. I have received a new spirit of God. The Bible said, he that is joined to the Lord is of one spirit. The same spirit of God has generated you. So you have the same spirit of God in you. If dogs give birth and they give birth to dogs, if you are born by the spirit, what is in you? You have the spirit of God. So I have the spirit of God in me because I am born by the spirit. When you read Titus chapter 3 verse number 5, the Bible said, not by the works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said, we are born with a new spirit as a result of the washing of regeneration. The Holy Ghost regenerated us and he, he brought us a renewing. We have been renewed. By the washing and regeneration of the Holy Ghost. So, when we became born again, when we came into Christ, we experienced a change of a new heart and a new spirit. The second significant change we have experienced when we came into Christ is that we receive or we have a new life. We have what? We have what? So we have received a new life. You are not the man you used to be. You no more live a human life. You now live the God life. You have the Zoe life of God in you. You are born with the life of God. God has given us eternal life. 
and this life is in his son. He that has the son has life. He that has not the son of God hath no life. And because we have a new life, we are now new creation. And we are now alive to Christ. Hallelujah. We are spiritually alive to Christ. Adam was spiritually dead to God. But we are now spiritually alive to God. So we now share the same life with God. Before we live by the life of Adam. But now because we are born again. We live the life of God. Praise the Lord. We live a new life called the life of God. We have the divine life of God flowing in us. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Shout, I have the life of God in me. Because I am born again. There is a change of life. I have a new life called the Zoe life. The life of God. It flows in my vein. It flows in my spirit. It flows in the fibers of my being. In the bones of my flesh. In the cells of my blood. I have the life of God in me. Greater is he that is in me. Praise God. Shout, I have the life of God in me. I have the divine life of God in me. Praise God. Now, the third significant change we experience when we came into Christ is that we have a new master. We have what? Before our conversion, Satan was our master. Before you became a Christian, Satan was your master. You were under the dominion of Satan. You were in the kingdom of Satan. When you read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 2, he said, wherein ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that worked in the children of disobedience. Now what is Paul saying? Paul is saying that before we became a Christian, we walk according to the course of this world. The course of this world is talking about the ways of this world. The fashions of this world. The modus operandi that the world operates. How the world lives their life. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But the system and the structure, the fashion, and the ways of things are controlled by Satan. Hello? Satan determines the fashion, the way of life. Now there is a way of life of baby mamaism. Whereby women will not marry, but they will give birth to children with somebody. Then they will become a baby mama. The fastings of this world that, as a lady, if you want to have more confidence, there should be some back lift, some breast implant, some bust implant. You must take some fat substance from your stomach so that your stomach can look slim. Some even go to the cell of taking away their ribs. That is the fashion. That is how you, you can be seen as elegant, cute, very nice lady. These are the fashions, the ways of the world. And if you don't have Christ, you think doing them and doing them so much will give you more comfort. The more you look sexy, the more your breast is 
standing. The more you have a standing but us, the more you, you have a self, high self-esteem because that is the ways of the world. That is the system of the world. That is the structure of the world. But before we became born again, our joy was in the way the world can applaud us. The way we can put ourselves in the way the world see us to be special. He said, wherein you walk according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to the demon that control the atmosphere and according to the spirit that worketh in the children anyone that reject God there is a spirit of disobedience that make the world to reject Jesus the unbeliever has received a spirit called the spirit of disobedience and it work in children of disobedience so they can never receive the word of God they can never believe that Jesus is the Lord they don't believe in the resurrection they don't believe that God exists they don't believe that one day Jesus will come they don't believe that there is a new life in Christ because the spirit of the power of the air the prince of the power of the air is controlling them through the spirit of disobedience that work in the children of disobedience this was our stage before Jesus came into our lives. This was this is the condition of the unbeliever. Walking according to the cause, the system, the fashion of this world. According to the praise of the power of the air. The spirit that works in the children of disobedience. So when we see the unbeliever, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for salvation of men because they are controlled with the spirit of disobedience. Satan is their God. Satan is their master. But when you become a Christian, you are born again. You have a new master. God is your new spiritual master. Jesus is your new Lord. He is your new master. You are no more walking after the factions of the world. You are no more controlled by the prince of the power of the air. There is no more the spirit of disobedience working in you. You have now received the spirit of God. Which is the spirit of obedience. Which is the spirit of humility. Hallelujah. That is who you are in Christ. You have a new master. God is your new spiritual master. That's why the Bible says, Thou shalt confess with the man the Lord Jesus and believe in that heart that God has risen from it. Thou shalt be saved. The day Jesus became the Lord of your life, from that day, a new master took place in your life. A new master took charge of your life. You are no more controlled by Satan. Demons can no more control you. Amen. Witches shall no more control you. Amen. Shout, I have a new position in Christ. Hallelujah. Now, these are the three major changes that we experience when we came into Christ. Now, there are two things or there are two areas that change did not take place when we came into Christ. Two areas in our lives that change did not take place when we came into Christ. The first one is our physical body. Our body is still the same. When you became born again, your nose did not change. The way you look physically, you still look the same. You are not walking on one leg. If you were one of your feet or one of your legs was amputated, the day you became born again, it will not come. The day you become born again or when you come into Christ, even though you have received a new life in Christ, it will not change the color of your skin. Hello? You are still a black woman. You are still a black man. Hello? When you are slim, it will make you fat. When you are fat, it will make you slim. Hey, you don't know, eh? when I became born again, you know, 
one of the things, my stomach used to be big, now it has flattened. No, it's not true. I used to eat 20 balls of banku, but when I came to Christ, I can only eat one. No, you still eat 20 banku. Praise the Lord. I used to have a mark at my back, but the day I became born again, hi, the mark was erased. It's not true. Hallelujah. Amen. Your physical look is the same. I have been a Christian for many years. I am still not tall. I am still not fat. I'm still the same. The body is still the same. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. So your physical body did not change. Bible said, when Jesus appears, we shall be like him as he is. Praise the Lord. So the final time our body will be changed to take a new body in Christ will come. But now that we are on earth here, we still have the same body. Hallelujah. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. We still have what? The same body. We still have the same body. So our body did not change. That's why in Galatians chapter 2 verse number 20, Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. He said, the life I live in my body. I live a new life in my body. Same body. But there is a different content. The life I live in my body. I live by the faith of the son of God. Who loves me and gave himself for me. Paul said, I need, it's now, it's the same can. But there is a different substance. I have the life of God, but I still have the same body. Praise the Lord. Now the second thing that did not change did not take place is the flesh. The flesh as in the desires of the flesh. The edges of the flesh. The feelings of the flesh. The promptings of the flesh. The senses of your body did not change. Those feelings that when you see somebody, you see something with your eyes and you want it, it has no change. You see someone, you see some money somewhere and your body will be shaking. You wish that you steal that money. It's still the same. The feelings of your body is still the same. Doesn't matter. The feelings of your body is still the same. The desires of the flesh is still the same. Just that at this time we have a choice. Either to walk after the spirits or to walk after the senses or the flesh, after the feelings of the flesh. Now we, have, we now have a choice. No, every Christian has the choice to decide. Either I am walking by the spirit or I am walking by the desires or by the feelings of my body. So the desires of the flesh, the senses of the flesh, the feelings of the flesh, the edges and the promptings of the flesh, they are the same. These were the natural desires and, and, and the natural promptings that came to the fallen man. When you were not born again, it came to you naturally. Now that you are born again, it will still come. But now you have authority. You have the choice either to live by the spirit or to live after the feelings of the flesh. Are you following me carefully? You have a choice. You can choose to that, oh, there is an appetite to smoke. But you can make the choice that mm, I won't follow the appetite, the feelings of my body. I will follow the desires of the spirit because I'm born again. 
So if you sin down there, you are born again. It's a choice. Either you are responding to the feelings of the flesh or you are responding to the promptings of the spirit. So when we are born again, now that we have been placed, we have been positioned in Christ, whether we are going to enjoy the benefit in our salvation, it depends on how well we live after the, the spirit. But if we still continue to live after the feelings of the flesh, then even though you are placed in Christ, yet you have no benefit. You can't enjoy the benefit of your salvation. That is why there is a need for me to grow in our faith. Let me show you a scripture. In Colossians chapter number 2, verse number 6 to 7, in the New King James, Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7, says, He said, As therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Hello. He said, we have received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk in Colossians 2, verse 6 to 7. He said, as we have received Christ Jesus as our Lord. We have received Jesus as our Lord. As our new master. We have now come into a new position. We now have been placed in a new position in Christ. We've come into a new environment. We have come into a new world called Christ. He said, walk in it. Live in that new place. Hello? So walk in him. The word walk means to live. Live your life there. Don't go. Don't move out of Christ. Live in Christ. We are in Christ. But it is different to be in Christ and to live in Christ. Hello? He said, now that we are in Christ, we have made Jesus our Lord. We should walk in him. We should live in him. Talking about living in Christ. Living in Christ will live after the spirit. So that you can produce the fruit that befits who you are in Christ. So that you can produce a fruit that befits the image of Christ. We don't have a choice. Verse 7. Rooted and built up. Established in the faith that you have been taught. Abounding in it with thanksgiving. Now he said, How do you live in Christ? How do you walk in Christ? We have been, we have come into a new position. We are in a new place. We are in a new world. How do we walk in this new place? How do we live our life in this new place? He said, You must be rooted and be built up in Him. Hello. How do you live in Christ? My what? He said, be rooted and built up in him. Be rooted means that the new place that you stand have foundation in Christ. Number two, build up means grow up in Christ. So in this we are going to look at rooted in Christ, built up in Christ, that results living in Christ. Because we are in a new position in Christ. Then for it to be, we come to that point that we are in the full stature. For it to come into the full character of Christ, he said, you must live in this new place. You must walk in this new place. How? Rooted and built up in him. Established in the faith that you have been taught. Because how did you get born again? We are born again because we believe in what God has accomplished in Christ. 
We are born again because when the gospel came to us, the gospel brought us faith and we believe by faith. And through faith, we are saved. He said we need to be established in that faith that we have been taught. Abounding, increasing in it with thanksgiving. So just being born again doesn't end there. God requires us to have a foundation in Christ, to grow in Christ, to be built up in Christ, to be established in the faith. And that is what it requires, that is what that amounts to living in Christ. Living in, if not, we are, we have new position in Christ. Yet, we are just standing there. We are not growing, we are not changing. And as long as we are not changing, we may not see the difference between us and the unbeliever. But we have a choice to live by the spirit, not by the feelings, not by the desires of our flesh. And how can we do that? Rooted and build up. When you read in Colossians chapter 1 verse number 28, whom we preach, warning every man and teaching every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ. Paul said, we are teaching and warning every man in all the world that we may present every man fully matured in Christ. Hello? God has an image in his mind. He wants all of us that at the end of your Christian life, you can be conformed to the Son of God. You can look like Jesus. Sense of raising the Christ-like generation. A generation that will be conformed to the image of Christ. A generation that will look like Jesus at the end of the day. Raising a Christ-like generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He said that we may present every man that as your pastor, when I stand before God, I can present you before God fully matured in Christ. That when God look at Jesus and look at you, there will be no difference. You are fully matured in him because you are rooted, built up, and established in the faith. Because you didn't live by the flesh, you live by the spirit. When you read in Galatians chapter number 5, verse number 16, the Bible said, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. He said, if you are not living a spirit-controlled life, you will subject to the desires, the feelings, the senses, the promptings of your body. And those things are the things that disobey God. So when you are a guy, there is a feeling, sexual feeling, then you submit to it. There is a feeling to take some alcohol, you submit to it. There is a feeling to do something wrong, it's the feelings of the body. They are still there. But when you choose to live after the spirit, you can crucify this flesh and its feelings. You must consciously kill the feelings of your body so that you can subject to the Holy Spirit. And the more we subject to God, to his word, and to the guidance of the Holy Ghost, the more we are crucifying the feelings of our body, the desires of our body. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why in Romans chapter number 8 verse 13, he said, if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, ye shall live. He said, anyone who live according to the feelings, the desires, the edges, the promptings, the desires, he said, you will die. 
Because the desire of the flesh is against the will of God. The desire of the flesh will take you into a way of unrighteousness. It will take you away from God. Hallelujah. Amen. So if you live according to the feelings of your body, the body will not be firewood. So you, you are born again, but you are still subjected to the desires of your body. So you, you decide not to stop fornicating. You decide not to stop smoking. You decide not to stop doing certain things because it is the feeling, it is the desire of your body. So you will die. But if you live by the spirit, you see, if you through the spirit, you kill, you destroy the deeds, the transactions, the feelings of the body, you will live by the spirit. That's why many Christians are not growing. That's why we are not seeing we are, we are not seeing Christ in many people because we are not growing. We have no foundation in Christ. We are not growing up in Christ. We are still submitted. We are still subjected. We are still living after the feelings, the desires, the urge, the promptings, the lust of the flesh. It didn't change. We must consciously live after the Spirit so that we can consciously crucify our feelings. That's why he said this. I say then this to you. Walk in the spirit. Live by the spirit. Because we are spirit beings. We must live a spirit controller. Live in your spirit. Live by the spirit of God in you. How do you live by the spirit? It's by consciously practicing the word of God. By consciously following the guidance and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. Walk in the spirit. It's a walk in him. Rooted and built up in him. Hallelujah. So being positioned in Christ is not enough. For we to enjoy every benefit and possess every inheritance and assess everything that is in Christ, we must make a new choice that we will not live after the flesh. We will not live by the desires of the flesh, but we will live after the spirit.